1: they offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door go to tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today
2: welcome to the podcast guys presented by Hha Hhasports.com your leader in single pin sites and one of the best rests out there. The HHA Virtus, we are all shooting it. We are also all shooting the HHA Tetra. I am in love with that sight. I have, I like my kingpin, but now that I got that Tetra on my bow, dude, I'm excited to shoot every day. Show is also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Just got the Scent Crusher closet, and I'll tell you what, I organized my house just so I could put that closet in there. I wanted to make everybody proud, so I moved some stuff. I cleaned my house just so I could get my clothes clean from uh, sense so I can go kill some deer this year.
1: The podcast is also brought to you by North American Whitetail Championship. That's if you great. have been thinking about joining, you get a Tacticam with entry and also like $400 worth of goodies to try and kill a deer that might go 130 or better and win $50,000. Uh, use code WCB25 to save yourself some money. Um, podcast is also brought to you by Victory Archery, Element Outdoors. Can Cooker. Man, I use that thing. Cool. That's awesome. Um, also, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Um, if you don't know about Lone Wolf Custom Gear, it's it's time to hop on it. It's the, the new revolution in portable tree stand hunting and saddle hunting coming to you soon. Ooh,
2: see previous episode for more details on that.
1: Yeah, good call. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Big Time, which we will be at the Big Time booth well actually we'll have the working class booth will be right next to the big time booth this weekend at Deerfest in West Bend, Wisconsin. Gonna be
3: a fun time. That'll yes. be a good time. <laughs> also
1: brought to you by Hunters Blend Coffee, think use code working class, save yourself some money, and Gator Outdoors. They wrapped our trailer. So if you see us at Deerfest and you see that sweet trailer that we murdered out all the white and and I guess things that weren't black, now they're all flat black.
2: So Take a
3: picture of it, show us, we'll give you a koozie. And, Wade, if you're listening, I was not yeah.
2: joking about putting a giant sticker on top of my Jetta.
3: Oh, that's, that's a plug
2: to Wade. I he did. Yeah. <laughs> is, you know, he didn't get back to me, so I wanted to let him know I'm serious about that. Giant WCB logo right on the hood of my Jetta.
1: Also, the veteran shout-out, I think Steve has one locked and ready to rock. It is now The veteran shout-out is now brought to you by Operation HHA.
2: Absolutely. The uh, the vet shout out this week is sent in from our good buddy Garrett Goodwin. Um, I was wearing a shirt the other day. Thanks for that. Garrett, the vet's name is Lauren Sprague. Um, he was a Marine. Just wanted to say, want to give a shout out to my grandpa and hunting buddy. He passed away in 2016. He loved to hunt and teach his grandkids, Garrett and Jacob, the ways of hunting. So, Lauren, thank you for your service to this country, and thank you for getting some very good gentlemen into uh, hunting. We appreciate your service, and we appreciate what you did for the outdoors.
1: Cool. Thank you, you, sir. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for your service, and thank you, Garrett, for uh, submitting that. Garrett's a huge supporter of ours. He tags us and everything on Instagram, which is awesome. And by the way, if you tag us in, like, an Instagram story or something, we'll reshare it. Like, no matter what, we're resharing that just for helping us and supporting us but he actually races
2: I don't know the actual term for <laughs> he t- him. he told me we talked about it for 10 minutes I think they're I called midgets
1: remember. aren't they uh, with the wings the little dirt they're track they're not cars, midgets they're uh they're sweet though
3: I mean, we talked about the street. shoot and he was yeah. like he told me too but I don't know all that they're
1: badass but he's they're got our badass. he threw our sticker on the side of his car <laughs> I think his Instagram's like Garrett Goodwin and he's got a YouTube he's got a ton of videos of him racing it's pretty cool
2: he's shooting an elite now he just got a Ritual 35 yeah which yep. is cool so
1: um all right. We're gonna go get a fan for the studio because it's hot and then Steve's gonna be back with the news.
2: <laughs> Here's some news. A new law signed by Illinois Governor JB Pritzker, bill named HB three four. 6-2 is now going to allow school programs, after-school programs, I should say, to teach children about hunting and how to do it safely. While most everybody's, you know, hey, that's a good idea. There's a couple critics who are like, well, what, a, what, a, what's going to happen with the curriculum, hun? Hey, I guess we're just going to have to see where it goes. But my guess is uh, they're probably not going to be showing any episodes of Fear No Evil.
1: <laughs> Poor Chris oh, yeah. Brackett, man. <laughs>
2: I'm just kidding, Illinois. Give is them broke. a chance. Uh, you know I, I, I'm kidding. You know uh, Illinois is broke, so they're going to try and get the most bang for bangs for their buck. I guess. Damn. Yeah, I went there. Boo, <laughs> boo, yeah. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission is now backtracking on a previous statement they made earlier this month, where they issued the statement where they were like, "Hey, go ahead and kill iguanas, man." You know, they, they didn't say it like that. They were more professional. They said something like. While iguanas are an invasive species, you can—we would like to see their numbers dwindle, and by any means necessary. Now they're backtracking, and uh, what they said was they never intended for people to just go out and shoot them up like the Wild West. You know, they—they they wanted them to die a nice Floridian's death, right? Their guests. In on our cops. state So basically I think the best way That they should die Is how most Floridans die And that's in a uh, Meth lab explosion oh.
1: <laughs> I was going to say on like a car crash On cops or something
2: yeah. <laughs> Live PD a, uh, a former college football player His name's Matt He's 30 uh, Was recently shot By his dog
4: No, no, no That's not it uh,
2: It happened during a uh, During a hunt In December And they were loading up the UTV and the dog got excited and jumped in there and they left their guns in there and something happened and dog was excited, depressed the safety and uh, shot him and he lost his leg. Yeah, it's, it's very sad. It's very sad. He, he, he did lose his leg and, you know, they thought, eh, things happen, you know. Dog just got excited. But I don't believe that it's coincidence that he just switched the dog's food from kibble to O'Roy. I don't know.
4: Yeah. Right, that yeah, don't,
2: don't laugh at that. The man lost his
1: leg.
4: I don't we know what to better. do with this one. So. <laughs> Sad play.
2: He's kibbling along now. I was going to clap, I mean, but I is.
1: didn't know what to do. Okay, that one sucked. That <laughs> did.
2: Well, these aren't all winners. It's the news, man. It's not all good. <laughs> <laughs> a congressman in Arizona actually wanted to introduce a, uh, a new bill. It's called Conserving Ecosystems by Ceasing Importation of Large Animal Species Act. Cecil. Huh? Get it? Because uh, that, uh, that <laughs> fucking lion. And uh, basically what it would do is it would prohibit all importation-exportation of species list- listed under the Endangered Species Act, right? Okay. So you can't bring them in or take them out of the country, you know? And they're really focusing on uh, elephants, lions, uh, mostly from, like, Zimbabwe and in those areas, which... Is the perfect time for me to announce that I now have a new business. It's called Steve's Giant Elephant Boxes, LLC, straight from Zimbabwe. <laughs> There's nothing inside. Don't bother looking. I like it. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's, that's, that's happy news. So um, I just point. got just Good got the business, business off the ground from yeah. a nice loan from Kurt. Yeah. And finally, uh, Wyatt Green, a 13-year-old middle schooler from South Carolina, just recently completed his Grand Slam on turkeys. Hmm. Yeah.
4: Wow. 13
2: years old when asked. Very cool. And they they ask him, you know, hey, dude, how, how do you feel? He goes, well, man, I feel pretty good, but uh, you know, I, I'm just glad I got it done. <laughs> and I just wanted to point out that this is me <laughs> making, <laughs> making fun I of a 13. Funny. This is me making fun of a 13 year old at 29, freshly moved out of my parents' house, and uh, I don't think I have a buck over 125 on the ground. So congratulations, Wyatt, great turkey, I'm, yeah, that's uh, cool, that's bitter. Right. So just wanted to throw congratulations. And that's the news. Dude, that might be that your last sweet. news segment. That was hey, dark. You, think so? you don't like that? <laughs> it was dark. I liked it. The whole
3: thing was garbage. Oh, okay,
2: <laughs> it's the news, dude. The news isn't supposed to be positive.
1: I mean, if, if that's why I don't watch the news. Yeah,
2: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to listen to the news.
1: News segment review from Eric. It was garbage. It was garbage. <laughs> 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 better
2: than the new. Eric's news segment is better than uh, review is better than the news. <laughs> yeah, news segment. We knew
3: we now have actual Bush lights in Iowa. Bush lattes. Lattes. Well, there you go. Latte. That's pretty.
2: Good got, job, Eric. I got nothing to do with that. <laughs>
1: Um, something we might add before we jump in. We had a really good shoot the other weekend, mm-hmm. man. That was awesome. It was a good time. We had a yep. really good time. Thank you everyone for coming out. It, w- it went smooth. It was a uh, blast. The course actually was a ton of fun. We got a lot a lot of compliments on, on all that. Big shout out to shooters archery. The McDaniels helped us out getting some targets and everything. And um everyone the the Clark Cummins and family for letting letting shout us out to take them. over the whole property and his
2: Clark's grandfather flew his plane over over the uh the shoot a couple times and got some great pictures and i got a funny story when oh, I he pulled haven't seen those yet when he pulled up you know he's in his truck and i walked up i shook his hand i was like hey here and he goes i'm grandpa and i'm like okay you know and i i thought everybody just called him grandpa it's clark's legitimate grandfather so yeah. he pulls on iphone he's like look at these pictures and he's showing us like the aerial thing i'm like oh. first of all i'm blown away that this 89 year old man had an iphone i'm like dude he knows how to operate that that's cool i go how did you you know get those photos who did you know the guy who was flying the plane he goes well, yeah, that was me. Yeah.
3: 89 year old. So, this dude
2: is 89 <laughs> flying a plane, one handed, and taking pictures with his iPhone.
1: I'm like, he, That's uh, amazing. I talked to him right before he went up. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get my plane and fly over and check some crops. I'll fly over and take some pictures. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I haven't seen him yet.
2: I haven't either. Oh, yeah. He, he popped by, said hi to Clark, and then, yeah, he took off.
1: So, yeah, it was a, it was a great turnout. I'm already looking forward to next year, man. Then good um, old
3: Clark just ran away with it. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, he,
2: well, his home field
3: advantage. Yeah, so, true. you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> Clark was the number one shooter for the whole 3D course, which he, is pretty cool. Well,
2: because he probably shot that like you know a couple yeah, nights before. Night. You know, they <laughs> were all the sweet spots. Yeah. For. <laughs> he was out there the night before. Yeah, now, Clark is a hell of a yeah. shot. Big so.
1: shout out to everyone who came out there and or tried to make it out, and all the sponsors and people that helped make it possible. Um, next year, we're hoping to do completely open registration, completely open to the public and it, it might be there again next year, but we have some other plans, too, that could work out. we got to have some meetings and see what we mm-hmm. can do. But this next coming year will be the biggest and baddest year yet. So should we get on with the episode? Let's what do it. We shall.
3: All
4: right. Work,
2: Alright, on the phone with us right now, we got a mealy mouth some bitch with a stack of dimes that he calls a neck, and I'll tell you what, if you don't enjoy this podcast, I'm gonna come to your house, I'm gonna bust down that some bitch, and I'm gonna stomp a mud hole in your ass with the intent to walk it dry, the best vest in the West. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry McCoy is on the podcast, and that's all I got to say about that, and that's the bottom line, cause Stevie Mo said so. Sorry, Stone Cold. I uh, love you to death, but uh, I had to do it. That was impressive. That was
0: really that
1: good.
0: That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> you will never get oh, a
1: better intro on a podcast, Larry.
0: <laughs> exactly. Just my, uh, yeah, my, my jaw is, is continuously dropped. I had to pick it up off my knee. <laughs> that's what
2: uh, most women say when they meet me, too. So, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how I introduce myself. So too. basically,
1: after that intro, this podcast is just going straight to the shit oh, whole yeah. Whole oh, yeah. It doesn't sure. get any better from here. <laughs>
2: Start off on a high note. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's up, Larry? What have you been up to?
2: Oh, man,
0: just um, just uh, working away, getting ready for this uh, fall, you know, kicking things off early. We're headed back out to uh, Nebraska, then headed up to Montana again. You know, I think we're gonna. Uh, uh, got some antelope tags to to fill up there, and also some uh, some uh, deer tags to fill up in Montana. So yeah, super super excited about that for sure.
2: Is Philip going eight for eight, or is it nine for nine, up in What's Montana? That?
0: Oh yeah, uh, Opie, he's he's got a pretty lucky streak going on up in Montana, and uh, so far, man, it's it's treated me really well. Uh, Powder River Outfitters is a uh, is a it's a target rich environment. It's it's just a, such a cool place, just because it's so open country hunting uh you know when you're hunting antelope out on the prairies through the hills and you know about any method that you can think of you know if you like to spot and stalk them then uh, they've got the train to do it you know and uh there's a lot of he-men out there that think okay yeah i'm gonna <laughs> spot stalk antelope and then they realized dude there's nothing taller than my ankle
4: <laughs> <laughs> right so, right and these
0: things can see like four miles uh yeah i was humbled uh one year trying to do that I was able to get it done but it was it was definitely
1: tough I know I've been watching a lot of antelope hunts because I have one plan this year also. Um, what bow are you taking? Which ritual?
0: Uh, I'm personally going to take the 35 on that
1: uh, on that hunt. Okay, yep. let me ask you why.
0: Uh, the only reason why is, I mean, I'm shooting as much. I shoot a 30-inch draw, a little longer axle, axle platform. Uh, Stability-wise, you know, if I do need to stretch a shot out there, uh, I just feel really stable uh shooting that bow. I've shot all of the ritual platform and and honestly it's 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 really tough to pick. I've just been put i put more time behind a thirty five here lately, so uh so that's that's the one I'm gonna choose.
1: Right, right. I, I'm shooting the thirty five, Eric shooting the thirty five. Yep. Um Doug and Steve are shooting the thirty, mm-hmm. and then Cameron, you're shooting tempo still, right? Yep. So cool. So all right, we're matching setups. What yep. broadhead are you using for antelope? <laughs>
0: Uh, what broadhead do you think I'm using?
1: I would put my money on the Raptor trick.
0: Uh, yes, it will definitely leave a mark. So,
1: uh,
4: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to shoot, uh, shoot the Raptor trick. Uh, you know, from Slick Trick, obviously, uh, you know, that, that head's proven. And I'll be honest with you, you know, through, through uh, you know, all my years of bow hunting, I was never really a mechanical guy not because i really had anything bad i just never was i was just always if it ain't broke don't fix it type of deal so with the slick trick standard and the viper trick i had great success with those and when they came to us came to me and was talking to me about the uh you know developing the um you know a mechanical broadhead there was there was a lot of things i wanted to make sure a broadhead had uh for, as far as mechanical goes that is important to me because i'm kind of a broadhead nut when it comes to functionality and, mm-hmm. and making sure it's foolproof uh and just the design of the head there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, every groove in there really has a purpose every notch everything has a purpose from from the way that the broadhead flies to what it does on entry and, and everything you know really um, every feature on the head is is pristine the back of the blades are sharp so, so a lot of people are like oh man this mechanical head has a band i don't like it well let me tell you uh the reason why you don't like it is because a lot of these slip can design heads i'm not saying they're not effective because they are but i want something that where it's not going to slow down when i hit an animal right uh, if, and a lot of you know a lot of people market hey i want big entry tools i want great big entry tools and that's that's fine I'm not saying it's not going to kill a deer it's proven that it has but me personally as a bow hunter I want as many holes in them as I can. I want
4: two. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: so what that means, if if on impact, if I got a big entrance hole, and the reason and my blade's deployed on impact, that tells me one thing: my arrow slowed down.
1: Right. Yeah, now, that makes I, sense.
0: You know, my arrow slowed down. I want to try to 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 penetrate and and you know use use the head to its advantage to uh to make sure i'm trying to get an exit hole or i'm penetrating as deep as i possibly can into the animal Mm -hmm.
2: so what what's great about that that broadhead it's i think i've been shooting this to be my third season coming in and nothing has changed about it so for about three years it's just been consistent yeah you know it's a Mm go-to and that's you know the way that technology goes especially with with bows and everything you know where there will be a new model each year that raptor trick has been good i It's it's been three or four years now. I think it's Um, three years.
1: This will be. I shot the viper tricks last year because I was set up for elk and I just wanted to shoot a fixed blade. But the year before, I think this will be. I did shoot. I did shoot the rep trick a little bit last year. This will be my third year.
3: I say it's got to be three or
1: four for me.
0: Probably the third year. Yeah, and you know the you know it's like i said you know you're right you know if it's not broke don't fix it this it's a highly effective head we there's a lot of people out there who are like man i wish it had my replacement blades and so on and so forth well and look, people want a big cutting diameter. me personally i mean the two inches i think it would be super awesome to for like uh you know even go a little bit less than two inches so we could thicken the blades up and and so on, to even make it a little bit tougher but two inches is a good number just because it's uh you're not losing so much momentum that, right. it, uh, that it affects it. Uh, but the one thing that I do like, like I said, mentioned earlier was the back of the blades are sharp. So that band, it doesn't just get torn off. It gets cut off.
4: Yeah. And, yeah. That's yeah. a good
1: point to make. I, I really do love that, that broadhead because you don't have to worry about flight. If your bow's not perfectly tuned or if you didn't set it up for that, like it, they fly like, and I hate that marketing play, Like, flies like a field point because it's, I don't know, but they fly great. They're effective. Um, Every deer that I've shot with my um, Raptor Tricks has died in sight, which is pretty cool. Um,
2: I want to I want to touch on those bands. A little fun fact about me: so when I got I bought this, uh, I got this the Longhorn Hunter release, and mm-hmm. the, the band was the, it, it broke. So I took one of those bands that goes on because you get extras in the pack, and that's been on my on my release. So that's a little rubber band that's on there. If you look oh, at it, really? yeah, if you look at it, it's from a Raptor Trick, and it shoots great. <laughs> So if, even if I get even if I get a brand new one out of the box, I'll take that rubber band off and go grab one of the bands from you're, the Raptor trick just an because I. Aren't you? I'm not an innovator. I just found something that I really like and dude, it, it, it works bands. for me. So, All right. Fun fact. MacGyver. Spe- MacGyver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of like shooting those broadheads for like three years, so we've worked with Elite and you guys over at Elite and respect the game. I, this is our is this our third going into our third year oh yeah it is. this is going to our third fall with elite
0: absolutely yeah
1: which is cool so thank you guys for all the support and believing in us and putting out a working class bowhunter edition ritual last year which is insane which i'll keep that bow forever and i, I just oh, i yeah, busted her sure. out last week and that thing's still driving tax man
4: <laughs> oh yeah. no, that's you
0: know that's that was awesome we're happy to to be partnered with you and and value our partnership very much so and you know it's a uh, it's always good to to get involved with good guys you know we want to you know, hopefully share more hunting camps together and keep things you know, rolling and moving forward. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming too that, that, uh, I think everybody's going to be excited about.
4: All right. Oh, oh yeah. Jonathan. Let me,
2: uh, let me, let me wipe my nose off before I get uh, too Brown here. But one of the coolest things <laughs> is, uh, just obviously we, we've been getting to know a lot of the people that are in the office, um, and getting some from requests from some factory workers. that they're like, Hey, you know, we were helping make your bow and we're we're listeners of the show and it's super cool to meet the guys that make the bows and they're just regular, regular dudes like us. It's, it's been, it's been awesome starting to now meet members of the family. You know, it's like a big family reunion. You're like, Hey, I'm your third cousin. It's like, great. How much land you got to hunt? (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd love to come out and visit (laughs) (laughs) you.
0: Yeah. The whole, the whole, uh, TOG experience and, and family, it's evolved into something really, really special. I mean, I challenge anybody to go up and, and uh, set up a factory tour, because we do have factory tours, you know, uh, for the public and stuff. We're probably one of the few people in the industry that have that. But, That's uh, awesome. We want people to see, you know, you know, and be proud of it. And I challenge these people to go in there and see if they don't hear a conversation going on about do their trail camera photos or they just hung stands, uh, you know, they had a close encounter the other night with a the buck they've been after, whatever, meaning, you know, they're all shooting. I mean, you guys got – you have folks going out on their lunch break right out back shooting 3D targets or going in the range. That's cool. <laughs> They have a work leak every week where they where they I mean, all the employees have a league they put together where they shoot on the ranger at the three D on the three D uh, target.
3: So that's awesome. To- and we are gonna make it out there one of these days. Yeah, right. and once once you guys tell us when
1: we need to book our flight out there for the weekend, we'll uh, we'll just come in, we'll crash at Larry's house and we'll <laughs> yeah. just
0: yeah, I, unfortunately, I live in Missouri, so oh, but I'm, well, I'm there quite off. We crash at Katie's
1: house, the wrong the wrong direction, <laughs> or Jeff's house.
2: Yeah, we we'll crash crashing Jeff's. You know, Jeff's house so. sounds
1: like a good call. Jeff, buddy, good old pal. Yeah,
2: hey Jeff, if you're listening, uh, I'll bring my Xbox and we can uh, we can have a land party. That's a <laughs> <laughs> the video gamers are going to enjoy oh, that one. <laughs>
1: um, but going back, so I have an antelope hunt coming up, and I'm super excited about it, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about antelope hunting because. If you know Respect the Game TV, you've seen Larry and Philip and and the whole crew kill antelope, um, whether it's the Virtue TV or Respect the Game TV. And I'm really – I had an elk hunt last year, and I I don't want to say that I'm more excited for this antelope hunt, but I know it's going to be a more – it's going to be a more action-packed type of hunt to where I feel like I'm going to see more animals because of the the visibility and just Uh the terrain. So I'm trying to gather as much information from people I know that, that know more about antelope hunting than I do. <laughs> and you are one of those guys, Larry, so, <laughs> so have a
0: seat. Absolutely, man. I'm all, you know me. I'm always here to help. And I could tell you, uh, I've messed up a lot of, of stalks. I, I messed up you know, a lot. So there's plenty to talk about, I promise you. Because, uh, you know, in some cases, people are like, uh, you'll hear, oh, antelope hunting is not that hard, you know, with a boat or whatever, just sitting over a water hole. Well, if that's the way you choose to do it, but I can tell you right now, the antelope, they are cagey rascals, man. They uh, they are cagey. They can see good. And uh, the, where they like to live and where they like to be, it's not like there is a ton of terrain uh, to get to. So it's you know to get around and be mobile to to sneak up on them. And, and, and it's not like you can really you know search for every once in a while you'll see them bedded. Yeah. But they use the bed for a real long time. It's they don't stay in the, in the same spot for very long. So, so it's uh gotcha. it's definitely a challenge. But I can tell you this: man, it it is a super fun hunt that I look forward to, uh, just because of, you know, there's so many ways to hunt them. You can hunt them over decoy. You can, uh, decoy. You know, like I said, decoy them.
2: uh oh, uh-oh. no, we lost him. Did, Did we lose him? Dude, he he pulled the ultimate. Like he's acting like he's interested, but he was <laughs> pulling his finger up. <laughs> Larry to fall asleep.
1: <laughs> all right, we'll get him back here. <laughs> that, he's probably what he did. He's like, all right, and this is my... Oh, no. nah, dude, he's, he's not going to answer. There we go. This is the real world of podcasts just right now. He's not getting the secrets. He's just... is what you do, you... Yeah. Click. Yeah, he's like, fuck <laughs> those guys. <laughs>
2: click. click. <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry, dude. My uh, my arm fell out of my vest. What? <laughs> <laughs> what going to excuse you? Just tell us you don't want to talk to us anymore, guy.
1: <laughs> all right, let's try to get Larry back on. This is real world living in it's a like, small town, <laughs> Illinois.
3: It's like Forrest Gump where they unplug the thing. And then all of a when they get unplugged back, he's like, well, that's what happened in Vietnam. <laughs> and that's how you <laughs> kill <laughs> antelope. <laughs> and that's how you all kill right, antelope. Give that's me all I got to say about that. We'll, we'll <laughs> call him. <laughs> he
2: really, we'll call I'm back one hey, second, guys. By the way, on the the brand new Bush Latte cans, there's a funny joke, and I just happen to see it. It says, "Does not contain dairy or coffee." Oh, that's awesome! It's <laughs> <That's all laughs> right on the Latte. Yeah.
3: Why did they put that? In okay, cans. hold on. Uh, because this people are latte. idiots. All right,
1: give us that. We'll get him back on. Okay, Larry actually didn't mean to hang. He says he didn't mean to hang up on us. He uh, he, he <laughs> yeah. was trying to trying to exit, but dude, we called
2: just... him back twice. On the second time,
1: his conscience got the better of him.
2: <laughs> I was like, I ain't telling him crap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what i was gonna get to with that i don't remember where we left off because that's just what happens but so what would be your effective range if you want to have the most successful stock possible what does your shooting range has to have to be out to be um to be effective
0: well i mean for in low punting a lot of times you're gonna have to stretch it out there i mean just let's just face because most of the time you got multiple eyeballs it's tougher they're just because they can see so well i i definitely want to make sure i'm i'm sided, sided into at least 60 yards and in most cases i'm i'm usually sided in even further than that and uh you know it's uh because you know there's like i said they don't like to sit still uh, and very seldom have have i been able to to find one bedded for long enough for me to get up close to them uh from a to that 20 25 yard range you know where you need to be especially if you're spotting stalking now if you're hunting over a water hole uh you know or or, or pond it's just a, really a matter of you know within that 40 yard range is pretty common but uh even then it can still be tough so I would definitely make sure that you can shoot some longer range
1: yeah my my buddies that we're going with we were meeting up out there and, and gonna chase him around he goes man make sure you can put it in there at 70. he's mm-hmm.
3: like practice at hundred so that seems close. Well, even when you yeah. said when you said they don't sit still, a lot can happen in seventy yards yeah. with yeah. an arrow. You yeah. know, yeah. definitely.
4: Yeah. Hey, the well prime
0: example. I mean, the one that I shot on respect the game last year. I mean, I shot him just at uh, sixty yards, and, and he had what he had done. He had made he had made a move. Sorry, my dog was barking. I'm about to shot. Have to give him the old uh, freaking stunner.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so relevant.
2: Open up a can yeah, of whoop exactly. ass. You see, you see what I did there? I, uh, I did. I caught it. <laughs>
1: If nobody's caught on, this is episode 316.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we haven't told so, Yeah,
2: three. Larry McCoy 316 says, I just smoked your ass. <laughs> you
0: but no, like they don't, they don't sit still on that one. the antelope I shot in the last episode. I mean, I shot him at 60, I think 62, 63 yards. And, you know, he had walked actually a couple of yards since I had drawn back and shot. I, you know, he was angled away. So I wanted to hit him back rib. I hate, you know, actually just perfectly almost walked into the shot and 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 spun around so yeah you're right they they can react uh but i will tell you most in most cases if you get arrow in their head in their chest cavity somewhere through the ribs and yeah, they they will uh expire pretty rapidly
4: i've heard <laughs> so, that so
1: when i told someone i was i was actually picking up my kansas turkey at the taxidermist and i was like hey man i might see you back i'm gonna go to uh i'm going to south dakota to hunt antelope and I was like, I'm a little nervous about it just because I got a, you know, I, I always heard their eyesight's good. You got to try your best to get in close. So I was worried about the distance. He goes, dude. He goes, they're not like a white tail. He goes, if you get one, if you hit one, it's going down. And he goes, they're just not as resilient. Which that sounds really bad, but with the right equipment, the right arrow, like if, if you get it in there, you're gonna, it's gonna be an effective shot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, and there's there's some truth to that. I've seen some some where you know. Uh, you know, you know where people don't hit them where they want to, and it's, it may have taken them a while to get them, but they have, you know, recovered the animal because they are in open country, so you can see them and where they go, and and that's a big part of it, uh, just because you can see where they go. You know, you're hunting a whitetail, and if you make a bad shot, you know, they go 100 yards. You can't see them a lot of times if they're in the timber, so you don't know which direction they went. Uh, you, all you're doing is relying on, on hopefully they're bleeding, and, uh, you know, for them to, for you to make a, you know, uh, a recovery on the animal because, like I said, your guess is it's a, just a guess. Yeah. At that point, being in that open country and be able to watch where they go, watch them bed down, definitely helps out a lot. But, but like I said, if you're stretching out, stretching one out, and 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 you hit them, you know, mid rib through the middle, I think uh, you know you're going to be in good shape. They can't pack it.
2: Yeah, is, right. Um, that's so, interesting. Now, is it more mesmerizing or heartbreaking watching them take off at full speed? You know, full sprint the first time because I you're were saying
1: l- on like a failed stock.
2: Yeah, like on a failed stock. Like if you bust him out um, and you see him just take off, are you like, oh that sucks, or are you like, holy shit, that animal is fast. I got a lot of respect for it.
0: Yeah, both.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, both, both because I mean, it's it's going to happen if you're spotting a stalking. I mean, mm. and the nice thing about it is, like I said, you can usually see him. Sometimes you'll see just a cloud of dust, and then you'll see him look like a roadrunner. Over the hill and they, <laughs> down. they just they just like stop. I've never seen an animal just take off for really no reason at mm-hmm. all, too. Especially when they're rutting I mean, you, it's, we sat there and watched an antelope on one hill, literally, and we could see some antelope does probably a mile away, and through the spotting scope, and that antelope buck stood there and looked at looked that direction, and literally. We started, and he just took off running like like none, nobody's business. I mean, he just, and did not stop till he got there. And it was like, couldn't smell us, couldn't, you know, nothing. Just for, literally, just saw them. And we'd already walked probably two and a half miles back in there trying to, and then finally spotted him. And then I'm like, are you kidding me, See, dude? That, I'm winter. so
1: fascinated by them for, like, reasons that way, because they are the fastest land animal in North America. And... So, I don't know if you know any of this, Larry. I'm actually going to try and look it up as I'm doing all this.
3: What's the size of these things, like, compared to whitetails? They're smaller, right? I've never seen an yeah, antelope I mean,
0: on... They are. They, they're probably just a hair smaller than, you know, it's white-tailed doe, maybe, especially if you get a mature buck uh, uh, in that area. But some of the other ones, some of the some of them are smaller, somewhat smaller. Like, uh, but, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's you know i mean it's just like any other animal you you know tuck it in there and, and they're gonna they're gonna go down I, i'm
1: fascinated by them like one because they're so fast but two they look like nothing else in north america and i and i was gonna ask you too i'm do you have yours mounted yes do people that don't know when they come in your house do they think you went on a, a hunt to africa
0: <laughs> they uh some people are like yeah a lot you get a lot of what's that what's that thing <laughs> you know, and uh, so then yeah, you got to go through pronghorn. It's an antelope, speed goat, or whatever, but it's kind of its own species, you know. And people look at their their you know their horns and are like, "What is that? You know, is that a horn?" Uh, and it's actually made of hair. You know, that's really? what the, that that's what grows. Yeah, it's actually made of hair.
2: So they I mean, got dude, two no, no. dreadlocks, is what they got. So are they are they <laughs> yeah, are they
3: are, they are they native to uh, North America? <laughs> They yes. are. Yeah. So, yeah. like originally, yeah. they are. So I heard this. I heard that the reason why
1: they're so fast, and I might be completely full of shit here. This is just what I heard. Most and Larry, likely, Larry. Maybe you know. I probably am. I heard that they have the ability to run that fast because back in I don't know when there was like a North American plains cheetah um, that was fast like a cheetah, um, and it is it's been extinct. But they basically evolved to outrun that predator and that's why they have that ability (laughs) they don't
2: trust the system they're like we're not giving up shit (laughs) they're they're gonna reintroduce these motherfuckers i don't know if you've ever heard that larry
1: but that's what i've heard
0: (laughs) yeah yeah well regardless all i can say is they're they're a freaking awesome ass animal, and they're they're fast as hell (laughs) you know it it doesn't matter what's bottom you'll you'll see out there when they take off running it's like you just gotta stand there and watch be like
4: Dude, well, what are they at? So Seventy sixty-five miles an hour. I just, I just pulled hour? up
1: a pronghorn antelope facts. This is forum, Americanexpedition.us is the source. Pronghorns can run up to sixty-five mile an hour. Woof. Um, they're not good jumpers. If there's a fence, they will climb under it instead of jumping over. Um,
2: Absolutely, that's faster than my Jetta, dude.
1: Lewis and Clark were the first ones to scientifically document pronghorn antelope. Really? Um, a group of pronghorn is called a band or herd. Um... A female pronghorn is known as a doe, and a male is called a buck. We know that uh, fawns. We know that the outer material on a pronghorn's antlers is shed and regrown each year. Really?
4: Yeah. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, pronghorn have they can see 320 degrees around. When when a pronghorn is startled, they raise the hair on their rump, and the white patch can be seen. Okay, kind of like a white tail. Um, they chew the yeah, cud.
4: Yeah,
0: it, they're, it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting just watching them, them interact. You know, the, just because you can see, you'll see the hair on the back of her neck start to stand up. The man look bucks and, and, uh, it's, it is, it's, it's just pretty awesome. I mean, with the, and that's one thing I was going to say, you mentioned about the fences and stuff. I mean, they'll, they'll crawl under a fence and you'll be able to tell a lot of times where they're doing that or where they're coming through the fence. And a, a lot of times if you can set up off of that, uh, and just be patient and wait, especially if you're not seeing thing in open prairie for for a while. He will cover some ground, and you could sit there and most likely they will travel two miles
2: to get to that spot to cross.
4: No
3: oh, shit, such a weird animal, man. Yeah
2: what um yep. what's a, what's a whitetail's view range? Because you said these are 320 degrees. I, I mean that's similar, man. That is damn. Like it's 40 degrees or 45 degrees is you know, not far off from being all the way around him, right? So 365. So I'm just thinking about how much they can see. That shit is insane. I bet you it's similar. Do well, think a deer is pretty close a, to that?
0: It is a little bit different. I, I feel like the reason why is because if you look at an antelope and really study what an antelope looks like, if you pull up a picture of one mm-hmm. head on, look where his eyes are at. His eyes are really further back towards his ears, and they're big. they are bigger
4: oh uh, so, yeah man, they,
0: they, they protrude more out from their head to their eye sockets the course, so there's more movement there i believe and and they can uh they can it's amazing how, how well them things can see
1: that is just
2: insane to me
1: they are cool yeah. man i I just love them i love the coloration the marking on them and i'm excited yeah. you know just a midwestern dude to get out there and chase a some western game again that's a that's an adventure just alone you know
0: yeah, I'll tell you, one of the things, too, that you'll notice when they, whenever you tip one over, and you walk up on it.
3: <laughs> tip it, shit it over.
0: I was like, I was just like, crap, dude, what kind of freaking shit is this growing on our her, on her body? It's, the hair is like, it's like really hollow and coarse. Oh,
4: that's really? It's totally,
0: totally different than a whitetail.
4: Hmm.
0: Well, I mean, totally different. doesn't even feel the same. And so that's why one well, of the most important things too a lot of people say oh i can't eat them they're, they're horrible and uh, i i haven't eaten a bad one yet the only time that i had one that was really questionable was one that was shot in the heart of the rut after it'd been you know they'd really been rutting hard and also it was wasn't a very good shot that and you've got to really get on them, work them over quick get the get the hides off of them let get the meat cooled down i'll take care of them pretty well because it's uh I, and there's something about that hair; it's like hollow hair. So there's a lot of bacteria can enter that stuff really quickly.
1: Wow, wow! I've had antelope one time, and I thought it was delicious. Like very, I was very impressed with it because yeah. I think at, if you grow up in Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, if, you, if you're a Midwestern guy or gal, yeah, whatever, and you hear antelope, you think all the heat sage. And, that's, right. and they run. All they do is run and eat sage, which is like the two things that, if from a Midwestern perspective, you don't want an animal, you're going to shoot and eat.
4: All right.
0: <laughs> well, too, it also depends on where they're at. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's the first thing people think of is the sage. But if there's places, too, where you go that, you're they're eating on alfalfa they're eating on you know through alfalfa pivots through you know but and then they go up into the sage uh hills of the sage or, or the pasture ground for say so i mean they they will eat a little bit of both and the the funniest thing that i've ever i mean that i looked at I, we were sitting right next on this water hole on a water hole one time and literally there was a puddle i mean about the size of a basketball and it was the dirtiest nastiest scummiest water you've ever seen and then they had this water running into a tank that that feeds that waters the cows you know and it looked you can see the bottom of the tank. every <laughs> antelope that came went right to that nasty dirty dirty hole
4: to drink <laughs> really yeah.
0: yeah it was all about the size of a basketball but every single one of them came and drank out of that little hole they didn't have nothing to do with that that water tank and I think it has something to do with you know the the minerals in the ground the water oh, coming yeah. out of the ground versus. Uh, versus coming out of a pipe, you know.
2: So they probably got to uh, get all that, yeah, that mineral and you know, because if you drink like a salty beverage, it holds your holds a little bit of water weight in you for them super hot ass days. You guys ever hear that? Like if you're about ready to start a hot day, drink like a little bit of salt in your water, and it'll hold your fucking water weight in. No, I you can guys ever heard it. that? No. Yeah, I mean, I mean they probably adapt. I mean, it they make sense, but i never heard it. Or they probably just like the flavor. They probably. You know? I mean they. If, all right, dude. Dude, dude, you can't,
4: you can't bullshit me. Dude. <laughs> you can't bullshit a bullshit. Right. Right. I'm, watching, I'm
0: watching that episode of Dr. Ross.
4: <laughs>
3: I got a question, Larry. So I went antelope hunting in like 2010.
4: I forgot you've on gone like before. I'm like
3: Nebraska public land. So I sat over a water hole for, you know, all day. I ended up missing one like at 50 yards. But uh, are you more spot and stock with like a decoy? Because I heard decoys work pretty well.
0: They they can you know there's definitely certain times where they they work better and it just depends really on kind of what's working the train you're hunting uh, you know because uh, let's just face it you know if it's 80 degrees out 100 degrees in a blind it's tough to set there all day you got you know it it'll test your willpower oh, yeah. there's no
4: doubt. Uh, <laughs> <so>, uh, <laughs> so, it's terrible so so
0: and th- the cool thing about it though is. They, they, like I said, they'll travel. If you run them, although you may go back there and there may be more antelope in that field the next day, or mm-hmm. same antelope right there in, the, in that field. So really, it's to me, I don't care if you're sitting blind or spot stalking. Uh, you know, I'm just doing whatever. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to try to get her done.
1: Because I also know? heard like yeah, cow yeah. decoys. I've heard people use like cow decoys and everything.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Cow decoys. They can walk behind. They'll walk a horse on a lead. You know, and then they'll just walk on the horse. Um, well, the horse, and the horse will walk story. out. And they'll be <laughs> yeah, they they do get really prone to that. The thing, too, is don't, I mean, if say there's not a water hole around, you're hunting a fence crossing, uh, and you would need to hunt out of a blind, throw a blind up and make sure there's enough area around the blind. Mm-hmm. So, because they always look from a distance. So they see, and then they they don't care anything about that blind being there. They'll walk right by it, no problem. But if you mm-hmm. set it with its back up against something, uh, they'll they'll definitely circle all around it. I mean, they'll, they won't even come.
2: oh no shit, that's crazy. So, so see if you can get a, a DSD heifer decoy. Don't steal the Iowa State butter cow and try to use it as a decoy because it'll <laughs> so, melt. Well, Larry, let me lay out my. Br- <laughs> so what
1: we're <laughs> doing is I'm going to South Dakota, and they said I don't. I'm trying to remember what my buddies told me. They're like, hey, we've got a lot of rain out here. Something with the clover and all the brush is like way taller than normal. Um, uh-huh. so he said, that's going to help us when we do spot and stock. Cause that's how we're going about it. It's like, we've got enough rain here it, sitting over a water hole is probably not going to be the most foolproof method. And he's like, plus you're going to want to spot and stock. It's more fun. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm hoping that helps to the, to the advantage. Um, and there's a ton of like BLM ground where I'm going. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, but I, I know we're going, what they say should be peak rut time. And we have a decoy that you can shoot through, and we uh-huh. have another big decoy that we can walk behind. That They're antelope decoys.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That would be awesome because, I mean, we, we've we killed them several times over the antelope decoys. Uh, you know, with the cow decoys, like they were saying, people use that really just because it's a a, a form so uh, of cover that you can use that they're used to seeing you know cows right. out there so being able to walk behind it and and try just so you can get close enough uh is really what what that pertains to but a decoy where they're coming to you like that it's a uh yeah it's a that's a fun experience because uh sometimes you know you'll get them especially during a the rut they will really guard off a lot of other bucks and they get pretty aggressive i mean they'll run bucks around you'll see them they look i mean just chasing each other just flying and uh, it's uh it's pretty awesome to to see and they, when they get aggressive like that. You know they could you could have one come running literally and watch him run in for two or three minutes. That's how far away he is because he no sees that. No
1: shit. Cause, Damn, so my working. buddy from um, I'm going out with my friends from Buckstorm Productions. They have a really awesome YouTube channel of them. I mean th- some of their videos are them spot and stock mule deer at three yards. They're just Hardcore guys that grew up out there and live and breathe every kind of hunting. And he goes, it's, he told me the same thing. It's like, dude, just wait. He goes, they're, they should be peak rut right when you're out here. He goes, we'll get a decoy. You'll be surprised. You'll have a buck run straight at your ass. Like so, yeah, you got to get will. ready. They
0: will. It's uh, it's and it's awesome. man, to, to see them coming, because I mean, they're just they're getting it too. And they can just they'll just and then just stop real quick, and you'll be like, oh crap, I got a better draw, you know? Because <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. And like I said, if you have one too that has that to where you're sitting, you know, you've got one that hooks your bow with that where you can shoot through. Uh, that's usually a facing, uh, you know, forward facing decoy, and or if you have one, you know, that you can put as a as a doe or whatever or, or whichever it is opposite with you because you've got somebody with you there and just sit up behind that thing with that one right there. It's it is dude, it's it's foolproof. I mean, i awesome. I hope
1: one comes running in. That'd be badass. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's going to be all videoed and everything. Yeah. J- Jeremy and the boys are going to film. And I, it's um, definitely on the bucket list for sure for me. I, for some reason, you know. It's not that bad of a like, expense-wise to go. And there's a ton of them, I think. I mean, maybe not where I'm going, but when I was in like Wyoming and going to Colorado, they're fucking everywhere. Well, that's my perspective anyway. Right. But yeah. it's it's a hunt that I've always been fascinated by because I just think they're beautiful. I think it's a cool style hunt, especially with a bow. Um, but my dad on the other hand so my dad's going with and he goes ah, i'm just not that interested I, it, like for him and i think antelope are kind of that way with some people some people yeah. they just don't trigger that interest but i think the more my dad thinks about it he goes ah this will be fun like this this will be a ton of fun to go out because we're gonna camp i'm sure once he gets there and
3: has the experience he'll he's be playing to love
1: it. his <laughs> perspective already has changed because jeremy was talking to us he's like you're gonna love it like it's we're gonna camp out there, we're gonna still be roughing it, you know, getting the runs from Mountain House and and <laughs> <laughs> and, and setting up to get after them. So I, I'm really pumped and
0: damn. No, I think that's awesome, man. You you'll have a you'll have a great time, man. That's a that's definitely a cool hunt, especially like you said, it is usually it's a it is you know, you'll be able to see lope, get over and go antelope. Uh Uh-oh. oh. Oh, we're losing
4: them
2: again.
0: Yeah, what's the going but you know it's yeah. just like and humbling, you know the humble you really really quick as well i mean i spot stock for 11 days finally before i killed that first night in, the, in montana it was a, and it was right at the heat of the rut and i mean they were just it wasn't because we were blowing a lot of stocks it was just because they we just could not get them staying one spots where we could physically get there so we'd set up and be like all right well this is where we've seen some does uh, consistently so we'll get up here we'll sit up throw the decoy at, boom we have we'll have little bucks and does and stuff run in that buck will cruise up on the hill and then you'll see him another buck would come over the hill and he would run all the way over there just to run that buck off and then it'll be like holy car <laughs> is he ever going to come and then by that time it's like oh crap two hills over so you then you have to move so it's a it's kind of a cool little cat and mouse game to play and uh you know you know it's in. It's awesome to to
1: let one fly on That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking man. forward to it,
3: man. Eleven days is a long time. That's a hunt, man. Yeah, it is. That is a hunt. Jeez,
1: it's yeah. a long hunt. I, uh, I'm getting the 35 tuned in, man. I'm getting there Heck tuned yeah. in. I'm singing a awesome. in at 70 right now.
0: You, How's the bow shooting for you?
1: It's dude. It's awesome. We uh, me and Steve the other night did a <laughs> yeah. we we called it a high stake shoot off where <laughs> we filmed each other. We were at 60 yards when we did this. I am laying them in there at seventy. But we did uh, sixty yards and we were we were filming one arrow and, and we were posting on Instagram no matter what. So it was kind of like the pressure to like not look like an idiot on, oh, yeah. on social. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Thank God I didn't have lighted knocks. So we <laughs> <can> really <laughs> tell where that shit was.
1: Steve had to find his tomorrow. Luckily I'm getting yeah. mine tuned in. I I'm, oh, yeah. I'm focusing on those longer range just in case I gotta I gotta get out there and reach out and like, What what's that meme? It's like you want to stab somebody, but he's way over there. Oh yeah, it's like the
2: invention <laughs> arrow. Man, I'd love to stab that dude, but he's all the way over there. Yeah,
1: that yeah. that's my mindset with Antelope. I want to stab him, but they might be way out there. Right. <laughs> hey, I
2: want, I want to ask, uh, what's uh, what bow's Jim Kelly going to be shooting this year? Uh, what bow's
0: Jim Kelly? Probably a thirty-five.
2: You think he's shooting the thirty-five? I saw that. They were like everybody's posting pictures of like Jim Kelly and a couple other Buffalo Bill players were at. Uh, at the facility, I thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Was that was that you yeah, that uh, set that cool, up? You know, for especially
0: for them guys to not to come in and, and number one to want to come to come because uh, they reached totally reached out to us wanting to come. Nice. Uh, you know, to the factory and obviously uh, with the company being uh, New York based there uh, in the Rochester area, they you know wanting to take a tour, shoot some bows and and stuff and and more importantly to take the time and and all the you know all the factory workers and stuff to take take pictures with them and stuff uh it was definitely a really cool experience and we were pretty humbled that you know him and the crew would, would want to go do that so
3: that's is awesome kelly, uh, is jim kelly a hunter
1: yeah oh yeah oh really yeah. damn yep. which which uh hey guys i'm gonna who's jim kelly
2: uh, he was a he was a quarterback for the Buffalo Bills and <laughs> the cursed
3: he <laughs> was or is anyway <laughs> he,
2: he was um, that uh, that I uh, dude he's he's very well loved in Buffalo
3: four Super Bowls no uh, rings yeah <laughs>
2: what uh which which one of the employees uh, of the Bills Mafia went through the uh, table out in the parking oh. lot Cause, <laughs> <laughs> cause, was <laughs> it you Larry it was it you are you are you part <laughs> of the Bills Mafia.
0: No, no, it wasn't me. I, I I went up there. I was just living vicariously through them. I guess. <laughs> All right, right Jeff.
2: <laughs> there, there's football fans that are enjoying this right now, and uh, I I can tell. N- me and Doug are the only ones who know. <laughs> I have no idea what's, what's going, going on, on. sports wise. No idea. Jake, idea. Eric and um, myself are just like. That's, yeah, a, some, uh, that's some, a great
1: thirty for thirty.
2: Though. I
3: have another drink of beer. It'll be a great thirty for thirty.
2: <laughs> there
4: is one. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, I want I want to switch gears and t- talk about something else that you guys are doing. Uh, there's a new series that if you go on Instagram. Um, and I, I've been, thats where I've been seeing it. It's called the home life that yeah. uh, Elite's been sharing. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? And um, you know, when's our episode coming up? Just want to throw it out there. <laughs>
3: Just saying. Yeah, we have home. <laughs> uh, you
0: know, I'm glad you asked that because it was kind of cool. We we were getting pictures or uh, not pictures, but uh, messages on social media. Uh, people were asking, "Hey, man, so what do you do when it's not hunt season? What are you?" You know, some people don't know that I actually work for the outdoor group and and uh, you know, what some of our other <clears throat> partner shows and stuff do. So I contacted him and said, Man, I think we should do this little series, you know, not nothing cool and polished. We're just talking, you know, let's let's do some do a little video, you know, let people know, you know, that hey we're all people and, and this is what we're doing prepping, getting ready for season. This is what we're doing because we ain't got time to do crap and or whatever, you know, kinda of, kinda of in the moment type of stuff and uh, this seemed to be uh, received really, really well. Uh, especially through some of the dead time of the summer i think we're all going on episode four or five uh now going you know in in all the small town hunting the virtue uh Backwoods life myself and just a lot of the elite partnered shows uh we've you know we've uh they've all been contributing some footage and taking the time to do that and uh, uh i think you know i think it's just a little different perspective on uh you know kind of what we do outside of uh you know outside of just hunting because you know when you watch an episode of respect a game you know we don't want you to you know it's you see 22 minutes of it on tv you know there's a lot of stuff that don't you know it would trust me that 22 minutes was a grind there's probably you know a terabyte of footage uh, that we had to go through to
1: condense it down to that yeah me and i uh, found that out <laughs> Real fast. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly i was gonna say last year you saw how much how much footage and stuff we uh you know you we capture on some of these hunts and it's it's not an easy task like people think i mean it is work and you got to go out there and uh it'll test your skills you got two two people you got to cover up you know the scent for unless you're self self filming and and you got to be able to you know capitalize on it you know so it's but that's that's pretty much what the home life's about and we kind of it was based it it was come about just from from really interest and uh comments and questions that we've gotten uh via social media
1: where can people find that
0: Uh just on facebook we do it on facebook and instagram uh
1: i've missed this uh, somehow i don't know how i've missed this i it, have too it snuck in
2: there i i caught wind of it i think uh it was ryan it was ryan huser uh um, yep. hats off to that guy though I love, that. love that dude um man I'm, I'm trying to think what it was i think it was you and him together and then the latest episode was was tj and brady and they were going on a bowfish uh, yep. fishing expedition yep. oh, okay. so yeah it's it's cool it's one of those behind the scenes it's just a
0: short, yeah it's just a short little kind of behind the scenes this is what we're doing you know prepping getting stuff ready you can also find it on the elite youtube channel you know if y'all ain't Subscribe. Any oh. uh, anybody listening, subscribe to the Elite YouTube channel. You need to go do so. And also the Respect the Game uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, getting a lot of stuff. Plus, we're posting a lot of new content all the time up there as well. Uh, we got a lot of good product reviews, stuff like that too, and and some pretty funny crap that's uh, in the mix. That's going to be heading up that direction. As well. he, but but all the home life stuff is is available there as well. So
4: okay, right.
1: so it, it's uh, is it just Elite Archery on YouTube? I just searched it. I think. Um, yeah. Okay, wow, I yeah. Larry gotta said admit, I wasn't subscribed. Boom,
2: I'm subscribed now, though. Larry goes, there's a lot of good reviews, and you want to know who the star of the reviews are? It's Larry McCoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's confidence, who? dude. They the best. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> it's best
1: in the West. If you just type in Elite Archery on the YouTube yeah, page, there it is, right there's there. all the home life ones. Hey,
0: every time you open up your mouth, I can just hear, I can just visualize that, that Hawaiian Thing wearing at the Iowa Deer class.
2: You know, Hey, I'm on I vacation, like, Larry. You can't talk to me like that. <laughs> you know,
0: like, uh, as soon as I hear that that voice, I just all I hear is you know. You know I, I picture myself wearing this little luau and freaking Eric <laughs> wearing a hula skirt while you're rubbing his shoulders.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: we can make that happen.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh. All right. We're we're. Uh, I'm silently playing some home life stuff because I haven't yeah. seen this. Larry, man, I i somehow missed all this. I'm jealous. They're Bonnie McFerrin. So, what do we chop liver or where does this play in?
0: Yeah, we'll have to, uh, <laughs> get, to get some of that going. Actually, you know, it was one of those things where we were going to do it, and Ryan and Paul were putting some of this stuff together. Paul Biggs and. Uh, and yeah, so we it started taking off, and so we're we're gradually getting more and more of our, our people, you know, involved. So I guess uh, you know you guys are going to be up to bat.
1: You guess, <laughs> <laughs> Man, you, you, That's not good you, enough for love, us, no. Larry. I thought you were going to pawn it off on you, on Paul and only, Ryan. <laughs> only
0: if you wear your Hawaiian nightgown. I
3: can't wait to see. <laughs> I can't wait to
1: see Steve's at home life. Oh, <laughs> Steve's at home life <laughs> is going to be him sitting on the couch this drinking a,
2: a thirty. This dog. He's my dog, <laughs> and my shirt off. Like man, he just cheers the Dude. camera and then cut to
4: the next person <laughs> watching Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like I
0: said, kind of different, different look, different take on things. So yeah, if anybody hadn't hadn't uh, you know watched, you know, check it out. It's just a little different spin. They're they're not too long, five minutes or so long, and uh, just. Just a little cool. I think the first uh, the first episode, I had to break out some Billy Ray things because we had some old-time road stuff kicking in the truck.
4: I- <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
1: that's awesome. Very cool, man. I like that you guys, uh, the outdoor group, like Respect the Game and Elite is kind of doing some of that lifestyle behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, for people that are into the shows and stuff, I think that's important. I just said stuff 16 times in a row somehow. Yeah. It, but you get what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, and it, it started off, I really liked what you guys did when it was the respect the game, behind the scenes things. And I'm glad this this is evolving to getting, like you said, more of the more of the people you work with involved. Because there's some characters out there, and I'm glad that you get to see a little bit more of them. I want to see a behind the scenes or a home life of Dan Matthews.
3: Oh, yeah. That would be... The home life of Dan Matthews. I want
2: to see a week... <laughs> I, I want that to be a featured episode where that is an hour and a half special. I would yeah. love to see what that dude An like, episode there. of Cribs with that guy? Oh, of man. I talked to him on the phone for maybe a half hour, and I lost signal. I was telling him I was driving down a back road, and he texts me. He goes, hey, I hope he didn't flip that car. And I text him. like, no, I'm good, brother. Uh, go pick up your kids. Yeah. <laughs> was, that d- that dude's a character, one of my favorite human beings ever, but I would love to see, yeah, an hour and a half of that guy's life. <laughs> it's just That's what so I'm curious, tough. man. Whatever.
4: I think you want to be him.
2: him. I, I do want to <laughs> be him, Yeah. He's a great shot. Uh, he's very well spoken, and um, I think he drives a nicer vehicle than me. So yeah, he's got all the qualities that I want in life.
1: Larry, what uh, <laughs> what trade shows are you guys going to be at coming up, or or is it kind of just getting ready for season, and then when season kicks off, you you know wait, let the trade shows wait till after fall or whatever, or what?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, for us from uh, from a trade show point of view, that's yeah, we're because we're going to be kicking it off here in less than you know, less than a month pretty much. So, uh, you know, we're really gearing things up. I've got, I think, uh, we're going to go up to the factory, do some filming, do some stuff up there as well for, uh, some new stuff that's going to be coming and, and, uh, you know, go over a bunch of the, a lot of the new material and, and stuff that, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be bringing to everybody soon that, uh, super, super excited about. And, and then, uh, then from there, it's really balls to the wall, man. We'll be headed out to head it out and, uh, you know, trying starting start to produce some more episodes.
3: That's awesome. Well, if man. you're heading to the factory, swing by here and do an episode in studio. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. got to happen.
0: Yeah, we, we need to make that happen. That's for darn sure. I, I'd love to. i, I watch it, watch you guys' stuff, and I thought, yeah, heck yeah. I'm going to take you up on that. We,
1: yeah, we got to get there, sure. and then we had to get up to, to Elite. We have to that's do that, There's two things yeah. that need to happen here within the next next year at least, and I know it's hard with all our schedules and stuff, but we need, we need to try and plan something out
0: yep absolutely man i can definitely uh, uh make sure that happens we'll we can do it when we're all through at the same time to schedule it and uh you guys come up tour the factory we'll film we'll do podcasts and, and record up there as well man because there's uh there's a lot of people that uh i'm sure that uh people like to meet you know on the on the uh, backside things, Mister Tommy Gomez. I actually talked to him about doing a podcast with you. So that's going to be coming up, and he's totally 100 percent on board with that.
4: Yeah,
1: we got to get that locked all down all love, because Tommy. I'm a, I'm a big Tommy Gomez fan, and I'll be honest with you, I know I know he's an awesome shooter. I like I'll YouTube, YouTube him and watch videos of him shooting. But the I dragon. I gotta admit, it's the tattoos that oh, draw yeah. me to that guy because he's the only guy on the professional archery circuit that's tatted up and he's shooting up there with the best of the best
0: yeah you know what and i'll tell you what tommy is a heck of a shot he's a great archer uh and for him he actually runs our facility up there from a manufacturing side and doing a phenomenal job i mean having a guy that's that you know wealth of knowledge when it archery working with josh Sidebottom and our our engineers and and all the other all archery guys and and man have we seen a huge huge positive response in the way things are getting done how the amount of time it takes to be able to respond to do some of this stuff because when you know something comes up through a product development point of view they know boom between all of them they know exactly how to fix it because it's like they're, they're not stumped very often they just they just do it, and yeah, and, which has kind of suffered from you know Tommy being able to to probably shoot as much as he can. I think he's made a couple shoot downs. I think this year too, and I mean he's the guy. is he is an animal, the guy can shoot. There's no no doubt about it.
1: I like the video you guys put out. I don't remember the title of the video. It kind of showed like outdoor group and the people behind it. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and they were showing mm-hmm. Tommy shooting that video. And he actually had—I don't know what which bow he was shooting. I can't remember an echelon or something at the time. But he actually didn't have any of the badges on his limbs because he was shooting one of the product development um, yeah. model that's actually, bows. I
2: think that's a video where I learned that he was essentially in charge of uh, factory operations. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, dude, that's aw- that's awesome."
4: Yeah, so- yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The, that was actually the Revel XL, and it was a uh, bow that was literally prototyped and. Tommy got it and he was one of the first ones to shoot it and stuff he's like uh this one is not going anywhere and uh Ray,
4: <laughs> he
3: kept right in his hands
0: yeah and that's what i mean i mean he's just such a good archer and and knows archery in and out and to have you know to, people don't know that tommy tommy uh you know he's an archery manager at an archery shop and then uh you know worked his way up to where he's at and he's earned every piece of you know every every credit that he's gotten and uh, I'm I'm super enthused and and happy to say that and, and he's doing a great
4: job. It's so. been
2: it's been very cool to see him be able to do that and that you guys promote within. So when I remember when we first met Darren Christianberry is right when we first started this podcast. Yeah, it was we first knew, year. Yeah, it was about first year, and he was a shooter at the time, and then became a rep, and now he's the um, pro uh, pro shooter manager. So it's. You bring guys in, you know, you sign them on. It's like, hey, you're going to be a pro shooter. And then, you know, you've had a couple guys that have kind of worked their way, worked up. Their way in, and now yeah. they're, they're getting a, a steady paycheck, which obviously in the archery world, that's dependent on whether you have all your limbs at work and you're shooting good. Now, you know, these guys have worked their way into a position where they're going to get a nice paycheck every week and they're working for a great company. So I thought that was awesome that. He's there, Darren's there, and I'm sure there's been. Well, you other think guys to run a to run a company that is, yeah.
1: and I, I've heard talking to a lot of people. I guess over the last year, even more, um, because we have obviously podcasting, and, and I'm always talking about hunting. Botox gets brought up a lot, mm-hmm. and something that gets brought up often um, when they ask what bow I shoot, and I tell them Elite, and I'm shot Elite for the last few years, and I grew up on Hoyt, but I switched and started shooting Elite. Um, I actually bought a brand new. I've Told the story a bunch of times, but bought a brand new carbon spider, and then two months later went and traded it in for uh, I a Synergy. Yeah. I remember that yeah. day. I traded in, and they were like, you want to trade this $1,600 out-the-door bow for an Elite Synergy? I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking right. Trade up. Let's do it. So um, when I tell people that, they're, they're like, man, it's crazy how Elite kind of just went boom and just kind of said, hey, we're rubbing elbows with the big boys, which most people grew up on like Hoyt. Matthews and Botech or PSE mm-hmm. and Elite just like had, had bows, but I think the E series just like elbowed in and said, Hey, you know, I mean, for lack of a better term, hey, motherfuckers, we're here to play. <laughs> yeah, they're the right. sleeper car, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you guys have been a big staple in the arch, archery industry ever since.
0: No, man, and, and it's exactly right. And there's, you know, we're super, super happy to be where we're at. We're continuing to continue to grow, and I feel like we're growing healthier now just because. Well, you know, let's just face it, we hit the scene and it was full steam ahead. I mean, we were growing really, really fast and and that's gonna create a few issues, you know, and some of the issues that we had is we were spread out, we were spread thin based upon the volume that we were doing. So uh we had to we had to bring everything under one roof. We had to make some adjustments so we can you know, get make sure our processes are more efficient, uh sure. able to deliver in a timely manner and try to address all those issues. You know, accordingly, and it's you know, like I said, it, it wasn't easy task. There was, you know, there was some bumps in the road, but I, I, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm 100% confident that that moving forward, um, you know, we got a lot of exciting things that people are going to want to get involved with.
1: Yeah, I'm really, I'm excited to see what new bows come out in the coming years. But I, I will add, my working class ritual 33 mm-hmm. will be a bow. That I feel I will always go back to, man. Oh, that,
3: I'm gonna build a case for mine that I can display in my basement once I redo it. See,
1: I thought about doing that, but I feel like it's gonna be a bow that I always. But, but, but the I case
3: can, you can open, you can. <laughs> I can right, still right. get it out and shoot it. You <laughs> right. know? It's not just a shadow box. It's, yeah. it's like a car. You can't just let it sit there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, fire. Get, never get it, it out. Well. Never fire well. up.
1: I my hammer down real quick. Yep. I was telling uh, D Rock the other day, our, um, our buddies from east. One of our buddies from East Coast. Uh, podcast i was like man i feel like my my working class bow has like it has like a green fluorescent aura to it that like like a special juju yes because that bow everything i flung an arrow out of one arrow out of that bow has killed everything i've shot at and it just has this like vibe to it I've, i've taken it on the mountain in colorado i've I've passed out next to this thing on a mountain. I've it's been with me. It it's kinda
3: has its own like And how many people have asked you, do you wanna sell that thing?
1: Oh yeah, lots of times. A Dude, lot it's, of people. it's all and I, I normally fist fight those people to the death.
3: So <laughs> that's pretty cool.
2: With <laughs> yeah. a bow with with a bow strapped on his back. You too. wanna sell so, that? I'll fight
1: you for it. <laughs> so that
2: thing has been in more
1: murders than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So sorry, Larry, I had to go on a tangent there about how much I love that bow. But...
0: No, and that's awesome. Those bows look awesome and, and we were happy to help provide those uh you know to to the guys, I think that you know it's it's just unique and it's a testament to kind of uh, just some of the capabilities we have and being able to respond and do stuff uh very quickly you know oh, with, yeah. we, we you know this year we did some limited run stuff uh with some the white out bows you know the the mantis bow mm-hmm. uh there's you know there's a lot of cool cool stuff that that we can do like I said right i right now I feel like everybody in a factory the the whole team at the abdo group is uh you know. They work they worked their asses off to get to you know to make it to make it go and to keep things moving forward and and that's just a testament to to that whole group up there just being able to perform to get that you know to you guys and make that happen so absolutely uh, that wasn't just me that was that was the whole group yeah, yeah. and I and yep.
2: again my I'm gonna wipe my nose off and'm gonna get a, a little bit more brown but um just what Jeff Southall has has come up with and I'm gonna I'm gonna compliment the whole team uh that White Out and that manis looks absolutely fantastic. When I when I got my bow um hmm. and just talking to him about the process of how you guys get the camo and how, how it looks, I got a Realtree Edge Ritual thirty and when that bow came out of the box, dude I was stunned. I'm like that is the best looking camo bow I've ever seen in my life. See I got the it
3: I got the white Real Tree camo. And then the whiteout came out, and I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> I'm, oh no, oh no!" It's amazing.
2: I, w- I would love to see one of those one of those manis bows in or the whiteout in person. But just the way that the way that Jeff has explained it, you know, and he's super technical with that how how you got to get the pixel size and all that good stuff. I'm looking at, it, I'm like, dude, I'm so glad these people know what they're doing because I have no idea how I'd even come up with this. <laughs> and that bow just looks so good. And I just want to compliment everybody that put a hand on it, you know, the machinists that laid it out, whoever put the camo on it, put
1: the it strings cool. on it. Dude, everybody is more smart. Uh, Larry, what, how many of the Manis bows were produced, do you know, off the top of your head?
0: I believe, I don't know the exact number, because we went, we went through a lot of them really quick, They and they, they performed little, Like I said, just being able to put it out there, but I don't know the exact number that was in production. It was just, uh, you know, just little short-run stuff that we could do just to make... You know built some value into the brand to that yeah. piece of equipment and and stuff i think it's uh and it, it all went over really well i mean and going back to the fit and finish i mean that's that, that's a testament to the team you know they care about yeah. the fit and finish of the bow hanging next to other bows in the in the shop you know you can literally yeah. you can that lead up and if you if you have a detailed eye and you look at through all the radius corners and stuff mm-hmm. and uh it's you know there's not a curved line on it. i mean where it says real tree you don't it don't look like it says real tree it's 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 clear as a bell and and all the way through the the pattern uh itself so it's uh yeah so the fit and finish on the bows are outstanding and that's a testament to the way they perform so
3: well that's why i'm i'm excited to go to the factory too because i come from a manufacturing side of things you know running a cnc doing all that and then seeing the how you guys actually put the finish on the bow and how crisp and clean it is
0: yeah yeah it's a you know there's a lot of manual labor that goes into it to making sure that it's all right make sure them socks are all tucked in and tucked uh and then it's you know baked on and all the pre you know stuff that's got to be uh done to the riser prior to it's uh you know there's a lot of definitely a lot of a lot of man hours that go into it and, and you know it's done with pride and uh you know and and people love it you know people out there smiling every day you get people walking through you know and high-fiving and then you got tommy over there over there helping build releases or doing you know whatever and getting stuff going from the sky side of things over to you know risers being cut and and you know just and bows being produced it's it's, just, it's really an awesome experience people I'll
1: be, I'll be talking to the engineers to too <laughs> or,
0: and you can just tell that there's a sense of pride too when you walk in the factory And i mean floors cleaned everything yeah. is it's the cleanest machine shop i've ever stepped foot in
3: all well, right and it's just it's just crazy like at work now you take a raw piece of aluminum and all of a sudden you put in the cnc machine and it comes out as this beautiful piece of whatever you're making it's crazy that that came out of a raw stock piece of aluminum it's amazing
0: yeah yeah exactly it's it is it's fascinating it's for sure we'll, we'll plan on getting you guys up there and we'll, we'll do a tour up there and and record some some stuff up there as well yeah i uh, think there's I, a
1: special edition yeah. video podcast that's about to happen for that one Ooh, i can I,
3: I can run a cnt for you you yeah, make us some bow camera. make <laughs> my make my own bow while i'm there yeah yeah i don't want to yeah. i don't want eric's bow the whole pro- the whole process <laughs> It's
2: like a build a bear workshop build a bow workshop <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's
1: awesome
0: oh but yeah, ton, tons of, tons of cool stuff happening, man. And we're going to get kicked this, this fall kicked off right. I'm, I'm super pumped to, to get the, you know, get the season kicked off and start producing some new episodes yeah. and, and stuff. Or, uh, you know, like I said, the YouTube channel's really taken off well. You know, it seems like digital play and sports, the sports and show shows, you know, people continue to tune in and we can't, you know, can't thank everybody enough for you know, riding the weight with us and, and staying in touch and watching, watching what's going on.
1: Yeah, man.
2: Right on.
0: Well, I
1: appreciate the you
2: Oh, I just got one pressing question. It's been it's the most important question that I think I'm ever going to ask on some. any uh, any podcast ever. Um where is my elite vest? I knew that that was coming. <laughs> you know, I had to yeah. ask it. <laughs> yeah, we may.
0: Uh, you know, who, who knows? We might have some some new stuff that's going to be coming down the pike. That might include uh, a
2: little vest action. Man, a little vest action. Larry has his hand dipped in that. His hand that is. Uh, hey, you know what they say? Sleeves.
1: If you want to be the best, you got to beat the vest.
2: That's, <laughs> that's right. Be that's the best. Right. You got to right. beat the vest. You get an
3: arm wrestling <laughs> for a vest.
2: I'll take that up. up. I'll put my body weight into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's over for you.
1: <laughs> Larry, man, we appreciate you coming on and you know ha- letting us run you through the ringer every time you're on the show and, and the partnership and and just everything, man. I'm excited to see what the future holds, and I wish you the best of luck this fall.
0: Heck, yeah, man. I mean, good luck out there. Keep me posted. So text, me some, text me some pictures of some Dan Lolo, when you're out there for sure. And, and heck, yeah, man. You have me on any time. you say the word, I'll be here.
1: You got anything to close this episode out? I'm gonna do a roundtable quick, and we'll, we'll we'll shut it down.
0: I'm ready to go. Other than go, shoot your bow.
1: There we go. I should just end her there. You Fuck all our positive stuff. <laughs> Love you. Later.